guys, really quickly before you, because that's I can speak. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> guys, really quickly, before we jump into episode nine, we just wanted to thank everyone that entered into the giveaway. Congratulations to everyone that did it. Yes, thank you. Round of applause. We just did a drawing, which we will post when this episode drops. And we wanted to say congratulations to Brittany. Woohoo! Who I would dare to say is one of our biggest fans. Oh, hey. She sent us a photo, which I will say Ariana Grande is a large reason why this podcast is called No Thank You Next. Right. She thanked her exes and I thought to myself, no thank you <laughs> to my exes. Y'all don't deserve that. No. <laughs> you did nothing but bring shame upon your people. Ex- yes. <laughs> so uh, she sent us a photo and she had bought an Ariana Grande shirt and said she was going to dismantle it and put No Thank You Next <gasps> on it. I mean, I know she's making her own merch, guys. Get on her level. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so thank you so much, Brittany, for simply being a fan of us. And and congratulations for winning the super fabulous tote that we're giving away. Dude, it's totes cool. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. And thank you to everyone else for always tuning in. And I hope you enjoy this episode. to No Thank You Next. I'm Megan. And I'm Rachel. And every time, I don't know how to start it. It's really difficult. I concentrate so hard on how I'm going to say my name. I'm like, that sounds dumb. <laughs> it's all you have to do is say I'm, your name. I know. And I'm always like, I'm Rachel. <laughs> like, I get so like, nervous. And you know it's coming. I know. I know. Hmm. We're on episode nine. I'm still like, yeah. I'm nervous Nelly over here. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's okay. You'll get there. It happens. You'll feel the confidence oh. around episode 90. There we go. I'll warm up. Yeah. Give yourself some time. <laughs> episode 90. I think I can warm up to that. I mean, it, the concept of a podcast is so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, we're sitting here talking to each other. Uh-huh. In my room. In your room. In hopes that someone fucking listens to what we talk about. Mm-hmm. And just... The thought that, like, our listenership grows and that hundreds of people listen to our dumbasses talk about murder. <laughs> like, that's the hope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what a fucking dumb thing. What a weird thing. <laughs> it's just weird. It's very weird. It's, it's like, so weird. Like, we show up every Wednesday. We do so much work. Yeah. And and we're just we're just hopeful. We're like, okay, let's hopeful. put it out in the universe. That's exactly what it is. Let's see if anybody likes us. God. So far, so good. So far, so good. It's It's been on the upkeep, so yeah. that keeps us going. Every week I am shocked. I know. I get more and more like, I know. Oh, we're, I doing, know. we're doing good things it in the world. It is exciting. I would love to do this forever. It's really fun. I know. I like doing this with you. I know. Me too. Oh. I love doing this with you too. <laughs> we're all sentimental. I know. Oh. Guys, it only took us nine episodes to get really sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And we still hang out on the side. We just went to Disneyland together. That's true. We we're did not tired of each other. Rachel's going on vacation, so we're recording this far, far in advance. <laughs> we didn't just go to, on vacation when you hear this. No. I mean, we didn't just go to Disneyland, and Rachel's not just going on vacation. No. This. This, is, we're, this is future, future. This is future. So just so you know, if something happened, then we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> And it changed. It We're not early. stupid. We're not <laughs> ignoring the big issue in the world. No. Like, I don't know what could happen, to be honest. Mm. Aliens came. There we go. I mean, Ghost. the black hole. The, <gasps> the black hole happened today. If that's any sign of when we recorded this. <laughs> and the black hole ate up the entire world. That's it. Sucked us all in. <laughs> Maybe you That's never, the sound I expected to make. <laughs> I watched a lot of Ren and Stimpy as a kid, so no. I feel like you know what? Just, those sound effects stuck with I me. I just found out that they were in Australia. No. no, 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 sorry, that was Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, yeah, Rocco's Modern Life. He's I a, didn't know that. Yeah, he's a wallaby. I just thought that he was an animal. And he even has an Australian ax- accent. Yep, never put it together. Did you know that he used to work for a sex hotline? No. <laughs> On the show? Yes. What? Yes. 
<laughs> they show me about his job and it's like 1-800-something and it's just like, I, I know what that is. Or you hear somebody on the other line and you're like, this is awkward. But as a kid, you don't really think about it. As no. an adult, you're like, Rocco totally worked for a sex hotline. Yeah. Give that a rewatch. Oh, what was his dog's name? I don't know. Oh, that's going to bug me. For all of you yelling out there. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to answer that question. Nope. Go look it up. <laughs> Google it. Take your Google machine. It's literally in your hand. You're listening to this podcast with it. Exactly. So go Google Rocco's Modern Life. I don't care if you're driving. Pull over. (laughs) (laughs) Just do it. Pull over. Listen to us. All right. Well, I'm going to start the storytelling this week. And I'm not going to tell you the name of the person in the story or any of the people because I think it's going to spoil it. What? So you're just going to go in blind. (laughs) <laughs> so, forget oh, you ruining everything mm-hmm. <laughs> okay this just kidding because i already said that all right <laughs> so we start with a man named alan he lived in kingman arizona he was 31 and was a local radio dj he was definitely the shock jock kind of dj and he kind of like if you're in la our kevin and bean show every fucking town has like you know, yeah, the like fart, like fart noises, mm-hmm. like burr, 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 oh like yeah, every two seconds, and it's like <laughs> they make so much fun of them on TV shows too, where it's like a sl- oh, what was it? It's like Veep or something like that, where they'll go and like promote something, and then it's just like it's on the way. Oh, on Parks and Rec, that's what that it was. sounds more. Yeah, and like Nick Kroll <laughs> plays the like. So Leslie. <gasps> what the fuck is up with this shit? <laughs> like, it's like, she's like, I'm trying to really like, And she's trying to answer and it's all, yeah. Brah, brah, brah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. I would just kill everybody in exactly. their face. He was a shock jock and there's actually a story or a, a tale about him that's been passed down in town. Mm-hmm. Um, he had basically gone on air and said, okay, and mind you, this is in 2000. He's all, listen up people. If you go on blah, blah, blah street, I'm going to be walking down the street naked. Okay. And so he goes to the street and everyone shows up and he is walking down the street in a trench coat and he has his dog and he's walking and then people are like, okay, show us. Mm -hmm. And he opens up the trench coat and he's dressed and then he's all, look it, this is my dog naked. Ass. I know. That's not fun. That's not funny. Look at how many people he got to show up, though. And honestly, that is why he had his job. That is why. Exactly. Because he's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Played stupid pranks. So stupid. (laughs) But we all fell for him. Yeah. We're just as dumb. I wasn't there, but I think I would have been. I would have been. I mean, if it wasn't on a work day. What's happening in Arizona at that time? Nothing. Nothing. Where even is Kingman? I don't Google these places. I don't know. I don't either. Okay. Again, go Google it. Pull over. (laughs) So he was a real ladies man on air. But if you met him outside of work, he was totally, he kept to himself. He was just like a dude on air, but outside of on air, he was just like a weird loner. I don't know. He That's wasn't kind like, of how those person. I know, right? Their personalities go. It's like you're either yeah. really quiet and really shy and reserved in real life. Yeah. And then you get all of your weirdness out in a box where nobody's yeah, watching, like but they all can hear you. Which yeah. is a lot of comedians, they say that. Yeah, like that it's too. a performance. Yeah. So during his time on the show, since he was known as the ladies man, one day he goes on air and says, guys, I'm leaving my job. I'm engaged. So Why is- do you have to leave your job? He's super dramatic, but okay. no, he is. He is sleeping his job for this reason. Oh, um, he met a woman named Amy, and he was going to move to Texas to be with her. Okay, so I mean, that's sweet. I will say, Bean does it from another state. So if they really loved him, maybe he could have stayed. But this was a small town, so maybe they were like, "Fuck off." All right, so he was moving to Texas, and he was leaving a job that he absolutely loved, but he really loved Amy. So he moves to Texas, and he isn't able to find another radio gig. So he just decides to start working as a massage therapist at the local mall, which is like one of those chair <laughs> massage places. <laughs> I can't bad talk chair massage places because no getting a chair massage is seriously the nicest thing. No, it's absolutely wonderful. But it's hilarious because like, don't you still have to have some sort of training in order to do something like that? Or are they like, oh, you work at the mall? You just use your forearm and a little bit of elbow and people, basically. I'm not sure. 
we'll pay you twenty five dollars. Yeah, we should really look into the back the <laughs> the backstory, yeah, guys, of his massage therapy school. If you know anything about Texas and uh, what t- it takes to be a chair massage therapist in the mall, let us know. Write us in. Uh, but anyway, so basically, going from like a radio DJ job to a massage chair therapist, which can you even be a massage therapist that does things in chairs in a mall? I don't. No. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I would think he would, like, offer his massages in his, like, radio voice. <laughs> burr, 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 $20 massage. It's like, this is supposed to be a quiet place, sir. I know. <laughs> Doing it all wrong. At 3 o'clock, we're going to be giving away chair massages for $20. Burr, 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 burr. Tune in. Caller number three. You're like, there's no phones. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> Um, So basically, since he left his job that he really loved and now was doing this, like, uh, he slowly started to resent Amy for having him go to Texas and their marriage quickly fell apart. So he was single again, but he's stuck in Texas because he can't. um, I don't know. I feel like Arizona and Texas are comparable. Like he could have easily taken that money and moved back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what his deal is. But the the DJ job in Arizona was taken by another. (laughs) They just had air horns replace him. And it was fine. Nobody <laughs> noticed nobody the difference. Nobody even noticed he was gone. It's crazy. <laughs> That's all it was. It was just an air horn sitting That's in the it. chair. That's, <laughs> That's all you need. So basically, he couldn't go back to his job because <laughs> air horny took it over. <laughs> um, so Alan gets online because he's like, I'm stuck in Texas. I literally know no one. So I'm just going to just get in chat rooms. Like it's 2002 and that's what people did. He goes into a chat room and he meets a woman named Abby O'Donnell. And she's 25. She lives in Victorville, California. Oh, damn. That's definitely not Texas. Nope. So I don't know what his deal is and where, why he keeps finding these women that are far away. But he manages to find a woman that's now in California when he's in Texas. That's weird. And um, they just chat for a long time. And he um, he begs Abby to come to Texas to meet him. And she refuses because that's too far to meet a stranger. Mm-hmm. And honestly, girl, yeah. Good no. for you. Yeah, seriously. Make them come he to you. He can murder you in a different state and who knows what the laws are there. Yeah. Make him come to you so he can murder yeah. you in your state. Also that, like, no matter <laughs> where you are, if you're in a different street or, like, a different town, meet the woman in her town. <laughs> for God's sake. Be sakes. chivalrous. Be chivalrous. <laughs> God. Not that anyone's done that to me recently, but still, I'm angry. (laughs) Meet them. Five months after they meet online, Alan gets a job opportunity in California. So he decides, okay, I'm going to move again. But it's not really a job opportunity. It's simply an interview. Mm -hmm. But he's like, I'm going to completely go for this and go to California, which is one of the most expensive states. Like, if you can't go back to Arizona, why would you come to California? Why would you move to California? Get out of here. That's why half of us can't even leave this state. Because if we ever want to come back, it's fucking impossible. Yeah. Um, So welcome to Cali, boy. So since she lives in... Did I say she lived in Victorville? I did, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, she lives in Victorville. So he was looking for jobs near Victorville. So this job opportunity or, or interview was in Victorville. So I don't know if any of you know where it is. I do. It's on the way to Vegas, correct? Yep. Okay. That's I used, the only reason I've ever passed through it. I used to live in Barstow, and the treat for us that. was like, we're going to the Victorville Mall. And it was like, yeah, because it was a huge mall, uh, and they had like a good record store, and they had a really good Sanrio surprise shop. Those were like my oh, GM. Oh, shit. Yeah, but we only got to go there like once every like three or four months when we needed like new school stuff. Like, the weather's changing. Got to go buy you some pants. Oh. Or your shoes have holes in them. Let's go get some good ones. Because oh, Barstow didn't have it anything in the 90s but yeah we would go to the victorville mall well your victorville mall is connected to this story (laughs) so congratulations on being connected to murder alan goes to victorville to do his interview and he gets a hotel and so him and abby arrange for her to go to the hotel to meet him because finally they've been talking for so long they want to meet so he's waiting at the hotel and he gets a knock on the hotel room door and he's expecting abby but who shows up is kathy quinn she's 34 and she says she's abby's best friend And she's Hmm. all, Abby was in a bad car accident. She isn't able to come here. She was just like really upset that she couldn't tell you. So she sent me. What? Yeah. Which, guys. (laughs) It's 2002. 
It's 2002. And this is fishy, right? Like, yeah. it's already, I don't need to tell Cell you. Cell phones existed. You Hello. could text. Yeah. It wasn't just pagers. No. And even if you did, you could page somebody. <sighs> you could. You really could. <laughs> there were ways. Pagers were my favorite play toys. <laughs> So, I wasn't allowed to have one. <laughs> no, I didn't have a real one. Oh. It was my mom's app when cell phones came out. Then I got the old pager Ooh. that was dead. And I'd like be like, oh, my God, I'm going to play house. And um, oh, my God, I got to pick my kids up at daycare. <laughs> I got a page. I got a page. And I got to go. And ride my bike around the, uh, the backyard in like circles. And I'd be like, oh, I'm at daycare. Oh, my God, I'm picking up McDonald's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd wear tights underneath my jeans. Like thinking that was so professional. I'd wear like a full on professional outfit. Oh, my God. I love it so oh much. God. And anytime I play house in the shower, I always pretend there was a phone in the shower. I'd be like, oh, my God, Stacey has to go home. Okay, I'll get out of the shower and go get her. Oh, my God. Your imagination. so specific. It was like everything that was super glamorous, I thought, and like we're really rich homes. I was like, yeah, of course there'd be a phone in a shower. It's a cordless phone. It's a cordless phone in the wall. Like when you go to the hotels. like Right? Hello? Which, why was there a phone in a hotel room bathroom? I don't know. Like, because in case you ran out of toilet paper like you call downstairs right you your brother and sister aren't there like, <laughs> to you... like bring you a roll like at home yeah what you is gotta that? call a concierge that was even recently i went to i think it was caesar's <laughs> palace i don't remember where my friend stayed no mgm and they had freaking bathroom phones that's so old school i know that's really old school <laughs> anyways if you work out if you were out there and you work in a hotel tell us why there's phones in a hotel bathroom we gotta know i need to know Okay, anyways. <laughs> I don't have to tell you guys, this is fishy shit. Why is Kathy showing up? So this is 2002, and we know that's fishy, but Alan doesn't give a shit. He eats up Kathy's story like it's fucking spaghetti. And he's like, fuck yeah. Okay, I'm fully buying this shit. Abby was in a bad accident. Yes. So he calls Abby, and he's like, oh my god, are you okay? Like, is everything... Your Kathy told me everything that happened. Like, it sounds really bad. And she's like, oh, my leg, my face, everything's like super fucked up. I, it was, it was bad. I'm going to be okay, but it was bad. So he's like, well, can I come to the hospital and see you? And she's like, no, I look so bad. <laughs> and it's like, bitch. You were just in a car accident. Yeah, you're going to look bad. It's fine. <laughs> so what is he supposed, he's not supposed to, like, what is he going to do? He's not going to, like, just show up at the hospital and right? just, like, barge in. Like, he doesn't even know who she is. Just like, Abby? Like, screaming through the halls. <laughs> just walking around yeah. the hospital. He just lets it go. He's like, okay, whatever. So he goes to an interview, his interview, and he does not get the job. Ooh. Burn. Burn. So he goes back to Texas, and he's like, damn it, I lost another job to an air horn. (laughs) (laughs) He's super pissed. So... Um, he goes back to Texas, and I guess him and Kathy had exchanged phone numbers, and for they start texting after this whole, like, after he goes home. I don't know if Kathy, like, offered to drive him around while he was in town. I'm making up all this stuff, but <laughs> he, they just exchanged numbers. Maybe, I don't know. I'm making, I, again, I'm making everything up. <laughs> so, who knows? Who knows? We are not Kathy or Alan. Okay, so... I did a long, long, long time ago when I was, oh my God, when I was still working at the grocery store, Mm -hmm. I met this guy who lived in Santa Cruz while I was up north, like visiting a friend Mm -hmm. and him and I actually like exchanged numbers, exchanged everything. And Mm -hmm. like, he would write me letters and stuff. And then there was one day where he actually like came down from Santa Cruz. You had met him in person? Yes. Okay. And, um, came to Santa Clarita as like a surprise to me but I was at work and he didn't have anything to do that day so I actually grocery shopped for I called one of my friends and was like hey can you like hang out with this dude while I finish up my like my shift I was working for another four hours (gasps) and like my friend and him ended up winning like she went and like took him to the movies and they went and saw like Ocean's Eleven or whatever and then came back and then like and then we went on a date afterwards and it was totally fine she was just like this guy's totally cool like I'm glad you met him blah 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 I mean obviously didn't work out but uh yeah i can kind of understand the like there's now a friend who story. is 
I'm like thinking of Kinda another story. Hanging out with a guy that. Yeah, yeah. Like this doesn't know? sound fishy at all now that you say that story. It just triggered a memory. I haven't thought about this in fucking ages. Yeah. I just thought of some, when you were telling your story, I started thinking there was this guy. So when I was dating, the when I was 18, I was dating the Marine or the okay. kid that I met from Alabama. Yes, yes, yes. He, he had a friend that he was in the Marines with. And they would come to Simi Valley a lot because mm-hmm. I would throw parties and he would bring his Marine friends, mm-hmm. which was so stupid. Like, he lived in Oceanside. That's like, a long-ass drive. Yeah. Like, that's a fucking long drive. Whoa. <laughs> so he would drive to Simi Valley. So that's a really long drive. But anyways, so his one friend, I remember one Saturday, he called me and he just, like, showed up at my house. And I wasn't even that close with him. And he, which I a thousand percent, one time someone shit in my brother's room at a at one of my parties, and I a hundred percent think it was him. I don't remember his name. Oh <laughs> That's some story for another day. <laughs> no, that is an off-air story. I need to know the end of this. Or I what can tell happened. you later. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, so that doesn't sound so fishy now. Okay, guys. I was really skeptical at first, but between the two of our stories, we changed our minds. We changed our minds. It's not that weird. Well, mine's really weird, but Rachel's <laughs> less weird. Rachel was involved. I don't know. Maybe my boyfriend sent him. I don't know. It guys. was in the 2000s when this happened because I was in high school. Yeah, I was. Oh, I was not. I was. I had to have been 18. So I just graduated high school. So I was still up to my hijinks (laughs) of high school shit. But still. Yeah. So interesting. What Mm. shit happened with that boyfriend? Guys, you're never going to hear anything else. Never. I just have so much to tell when I was 18, apparently. (laughs) Okay. Less fishy. Rachel's been through this. This has happened. It's not. It's not that weird. Not that weird. So this was like a. Okay. This was the other reason that it was a little fishy. Well, not fishy, but it explains maybe why they exchanged phone numbers. Okay. Kathy was a church girl one lady and she was faithful to her husband she had been married to her husband jim for 15 years jim was 35 and they both were really dedicated to their church so i was thinking they didn't say this again i'm making everything up maybe like alan was exciting it was a man right. that was outside of like she did grow normal day to day her and her husband both grew yeah her and her boyfriend her her boyfriend her husband grew up in victorville their entire lives lived there then like you know what i mean like this is someone outside of town so yeah. maybe this is exciting so they were both church going folk but kathy started feeling like she wanted to do stuff outside of the church but jim was very dedicated to the church so she started texting alan a lot more and more they would talk mostly about abby but she would start texting him a lot more about like her marriage and things like that. So then he started, Alan started empowering her. So she started standing up for herself around her husband. Ooh. So she would be like, I wish you would spend more time with the family than spend time at church. And she started just being a little more rebellious. She started, um, Jim would catch her smoking, <gasps> drinking, no, using bad words, like probably shit and crap. I don't know. <laughs> Damn it. What did you say? Oh, my God. Which, by the way, this last weekend, I went to my family's, my extended family's house. And quite a few of them are very church-going folk. And my mom was telling them about this podcast. Just a super proud mom. And I kept going around being like, I just don't think this one's for you. (laughs) And uh, I let my mom listen to the beginning of episode seven, (laughs) where I basically am like, which you haven't listened to yet. You probably forgot by now. Or no, six. Episode six. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, mom. I oh, fucking yeah. love you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so she was like, tell your cousin, who's super Christian, what, what you said at the beginning of the podcast. And so I said it. And he was like, oh. And I was like, again, this is not for everyone. This is not for you. <laughs> it's not for you. You are not our target demographic. So if you're listening, I told you. <laughs> I warned all of you. Um. Anyways, so family, if you're listening, you got word. (laughs) So Jim starts confessing to his sister, Tammy, who's his BFF, saying that things are not going well in their marriage right now. Um, He has been catching Kathy just smoking, saying shit and crap. (laughs) And And damn it. And damn it. And um, she's just acting crazy. She's smoking. She's dieting. Which she and him had been like, you know, the normal 80s 
yeah. to 2000 self. Like, we didn't even drink water, guys. Like, <laughs> we didn't know. Nobody knew. Everyone smoked when they were pregnant. Exactly. Everyone drank. Things were different. There were cocktail hour during yeah. your work day. So, um, basically, she's, like, dieting. She wants to get thin. She wants to um, just be different. Like, she was changing. And um, she was starting to change her views on God and that kind of like concerned him. And he notices that she's always on the computer and it starts to dawn on him. That's a little fishy since she usually previously she hadn't been on the computer that much. So he starts snooping and finds messages to Alan on her computer. Uh And she's like, go ahead, read them. Do it. I dare you read them. They're harmless. We're just friends. Well, that's good. She's got the conviction to be like, yeah. there's nothing happening. It's literally just a friend. Yeah. But he's like, okay, so yes, that's a good thing. But the way she, I feel like she's acting, it's like, prove it. You know, like not like. She's being a brat. Yeah. She's rather being than more defensive. Bratty. Exactly. <laughs> so Kathy, because she can't confide, the only friends she really has are her friends that are at church. So she's. So since she can't confide in them, she starts confiding about more her marriage more and more to Alan. Okay. She calls him regularly, saying Jim has been raping her. <laughs> she says that Jim has been um, just keeping an eye on her, snooping in her stuff. Like, just like building up this case that Jim's like a really bad person. Mm-hmm. And he's telling her, you need to end the relationship. You need to leave him. Like, mm-hmm. this is not healthy. So he's getting really concerned about her. Think like, and he also is invested because this is Abby's best friend. Right. Like, I feel like a lot of us, we get invested in our people. Well, not, I would never call Michael my, my own. <laughs> but I think... I don't know. Maybe it's like my the perimeter relationships. Yeah. That you're comfortable with. Exactly. It just depends on your relationship. But he was he was very in this. Like he was talking to her. He think he he just thinks he was being supportive exactly. of Abby and the people around in her life. So when he starts telling Abby about what's happening with Kathy, he's like oh my God, get this, like blah, blah, blah. And she's like, thank you so much for being there for Kathy. Like I've been so busy with work that I haven't been able to be there for my friends. So just constantly, so it gives him more motivation to be there for her. Right. He's like, this guy's such a douche. Like, I don't know why she's still with him. And she's just like, really? Oh my God. She's just like twirling (laughs) her hair. Just like, again, I've been so busy. I didn't even notice that like Jim's such a piece of shit. (laughs) Helen's like super invested. And... One day they're on the phone and Jim barrels in being, okay, I don't know if you remember this, but when we used to get phone statements, it would be everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like it would be every text message, every call, every, like everything. Everything that was, every sent message, every received message, every sent and received phone call. Yeah. Which again, guys, this this is going to be a podcast of stories, but basically (laughs) one time I realized that you could send text messages through AIM. Mm-hmm. So when you put your screen, I don't remember how it worked, but I don't remember it. You had to do like the te- screen name and a phone number, but Maybe. it had to be like attached to it in a certain yeah. way. And I could text to my boyfriend on AIM yeah. through my text messages. So one time a bill came in and it was like a huge envelope <gasps> and it was like, I don't even know. I wish I should ask my mom. My mom worked at whatever it was then, like Pac Bell or. I was going to say Pac Bell. Yeah, whatever it was at the time. And when I was in high school, she worked there. So I never heard about it after I was grounded. But it was this huge manila envelope, like pages. And I was in so much trouble. I don't know. I'm going to have to ask my mom how much it was and all that stuff. My parents, if you ever listen, I never did that to you. Yeah, you guys really got away. Never did anything. You really got it easy. (laughs) They really did. They got it so easy with me. They don't even freaking know. But um, so basically, he gets one of those envelopes. Oh god! And it is a bill that came in in a huge package, and it was read that they, her, and Alan had exchanged over sixteen hundred text messages, and the bill was a thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a lot. So Jim basically freaks out, and Kathy runs into the bathroom, and she's like, "Oh my god, he's yelling at me! He's yelling!" So Jim's like yelling through the door because he's like, <laughs> "Kathy, Kathy, what's happening?" And so she's on the phone with Alan because she's like on the phone with him and he's like just tell him you want a divorce tell him tell him you want a divorce so she screams i want a divorce and jim's like what What? yeah because in the christian community or at least in their church it was a 
big no-no to get a divorce. Oh, that ties into my story. That's Does so it? crazy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So basically Jim's like, I'll do anything to fix this. Okay. So Kathy's like, I'm so ready to peace out. So she starts looking at apartment rentals. She's like, I want to be ready to get the fuck out of here. Wow. So she goes to a couple towns over. I can't remember the name of it because I didn't write it down. It doesn't matter. So she goes to a couple towns over and she finds an apartment. I think it was called Apples. Apple Valley. Maybe it was Apple Valley. It was fucking Apple Valley. (laughs) I'm so stupid. You know. So she goes to Apple Valley and she finds an apartment there and she rents it. So during this time, um, Alan finally hits a wall in Texas and he wants to be with Abby really bad. And he's like, okay, I've had enough. So in 2002, in December of 2002, he finally is like, okay, I'm going to move to California. That's it. I don't have anything going for me here. And I'm just going to do it for Abby. So he texts Abby. Okay, I'm going to move before Christmas so we can spend Jesus's birthday together. I don't know what he said. (laughs) And he calls her and or she calls him and she's like, oh, my gosh, I just got a gig singing in whatever. I don't know what Carolinas it was, North Carolina, (laughs) South Carolina. But she's like, I just got a gig. And I'm going to be gone through Christmas. And if you're in your car, your office, raise your hand if you saw this coming. (laughs) Because let's be real. Abby is playing games. Right. Alan moves anyways. He's like, I'm just going to wait for Abby. So he goes to California right before Christmas. And of course, the only person he knows is Kathy. Mm -hmm. So he hits her up and they hang out. And she's like, let me show you the apartment that I got. Because... I want to get your opinion. So they go there and she's like, well, I'm actually going to stay with Jim. So I got this apartment. And if you want to stay here, you are welcome to use it. I don't want it to go to waste. Oh, wow. She's like, things are going really well with Jim right now. He's like fighting for our marriage and things are kind of taking a turn. So I'm going to stay with him. Okay. Right. Things are looking up. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, they have a daughter. Oh, okay. So it's, I feel like. This is just like a blip. So they make it through Christmas. Alan's in her apart in the apartment that she rented. Her and Jim are doing great. It's now New Year's, and they decide they're going to go out for New Year's and celebrate. So Jim and Kathy decide to go to the local mall in Barstow, <laughs> and they um, it's trash. It's yeah, it's, it's trash, small. but it's a beautiful place to celebrate the New Year. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the night ends with Jim in the front passenger seat dead by strangulation and stabbing what and the crazy thing is they're not at the mall in barstow when they find when she finds his body they're at a fast food joint in san bernardino what the hell so let's rewind okay (laughs) it turns out from what she says from what kathy says they went on a date in san bernardino and she needed to stop because she had to pee so she goes to the restroom And when she comes out, she finds Jim in the front seat, strangled and stabbed. But the police officer is like, that's really crazy because when I got to the scene, the car is really far from the fast food restaurant. Oh, shit. And she's like, in my uh, whatever it's called (laughs) experience. (laughs) I'm ad-libbing now, guys. In my experience, when I have to pee, I park as close as I can so I can get to the bathroom as quickly as possible. So she takes that into account. So Kathy says they didn't have it. So basically they take Kathy in for questioning, not for questioning that they think she's involved in any way. They just see these small little things and they want to talk to her and just be like, okay, did he have any enemies? You know, the list of things. Kathy says, no, they had no marital problems. They had just had the normal stuff. They just would fight like normal couple, which Mm -hmm. lies. So for this date night, They had drove to San Bernardino, which is super far. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, not super far, but But far far enough. Far enough that it's not a date night. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, we just went to dinner and blah, blah, blah. There's a Sizzler in Barstow. Just go on a normal date to Sizzler. Exactly. (laughs) That's what the rest of us did. Yeah. So just go to fucking Sizzler, guys. Just go to Sizzler. I've only been to Sizzler one time. Oh, my God. Our family ate there so Really? I didn't like seafood till recently, so I would always get a Caesar salad. Or I got a Caesar salad when I went there. Just get the steak and the shrimp And, like, the the biscuits, I thought they were so salty. They were. And same with Olive Garden's. 
Like I is like, it our sizzler? No, that's Red Lobster. That are oh the yeah, same. the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. I'm thinking of the same place. <laughs> so basically, she's like, "No, we just went on a date night, and I just stopped there." So they say things aren't really adding up. So they ask her, "Would you mind doing a polygraph?" <gasps> and she says, "Yeah, sure." So they start the investigation on the scene while they're doing the polygraph, wow. and they find tons of blood in the car, but none on the driver's seat. So that's an indication that whoever did this was sitting in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. So they're like, okay, we know someone came into the car. So they start like really detail searching in the car. They're like, okay, I mean, that doesn't really have to do with anything. They just know someone was sitting there. Right. (laughs) Just a side note, guys. So Kathy fails the polygraph. So she starts to change her story. I bet. So now she says they were actually at the mall in Barstow. Barstow? Is that where it was? No, they were at the mall in Victorville. Jesus Christ. Right? <laughs> no, they were at the Barstow Mall. But then they were, but they, then they no, drove no, no. to they San Bernardino. No, they were in the mall in Victorville. Oh, okay. They were in town. Oh, okay. They're at the local mall. Guys, they're it's at the local. local. They're at the local mall. <laughs> and when they were, when they got in the car, a man jumped into the car and they asked her, was he a stranger? And she says, yes, but actually I had met him in a chat room, but then he tracked me down and I hadn't actually met him so yes he was a stranger but i did know him so they're like okay what all right so she's like yeah so he went he got in the car he had so he got in the car at the mall parking lot and then the man told her to drive to the to this fast just drive so they're driving on their way to san bernardino which the cop is like that's like a 25 minute drive from where you said you started so at the whole time the guy had a knife to jim's neck So she's driving as fast as she can as far as – or wherever he's telling her to go. And then the attacker says, okay, you have to pee. You can stop at that fast food place over there to pee. And the cop's like, why would an attacker in the middle of trying to murder you guys for no apparent reason be like, okay, you can go pee. I'll pause this. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, he trusted me. Uh, He trusted me to not say anything. And she's like, okay, well, then why didn't you call 911 when you were in the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Or I don't know when any of this was happening. So police don't trust her and they immediately arrest her after that. They're like, okay, you're All right, dumb bitch. You're dumb and you're lying about everything. Yeah. So then they start fresh. A new detective comes in and they start questioning her. And they're like, Kathy, this is not ad- adding up. So she starts changing her story again. She's like, okay, I knew the man. His name was Alan. And um, she's like, here's the address of where he is. Because it's the address of the apartment she was renting. Oh, my god. Because they were going to figure it out anyways. It's her yeah. fucking name on the release. So she gives up the address and they get a search warrant. And he, of course, is none the wiser. He's just living in the apartment. And they find nothing in the apartment. But Alan doesn't say a word the entire time they're searching. He doesn't yell, say like, what the fuck are you guys doing here looking up all my shit? He just stays silent. Just talk to the lady who lives here or whose like name is on the lease. I'm just renting it from her. No, nothing. So they find this super suspicious. And yeah, exactly. If you were like. But he could have been nervous. You never know. He was reserved in public. People do react in different ways. Everybody reacts differently. So they get a search warrant for his truck. And in his truck, they find a drawstring in the cushion of the chair. Mm-hmm. And the drawstring is full of blood. <gasps> yeah. So Kathy admits she knew Alan was going to rough Jim up, but she didn't want him dead. She's like, Alan and I, like Jim and I, you're, we did have marital problems. Mm-hmm. And Alan said, I think roughing him up will really like teach him a lesson and make him treat you better. So Kathy was like, yeah, I just thought he was going to rough him up. All right. So they start questioning Alan, asking, why did you do this? Mm-hmm. Why are you even in California? And he's like, well, I'm here for my girlfriend, Abby. And so the cops are like, oh, you don't know. And then he's like, what? He's like, Kathy is Abby. And he's like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think we all knew this, right? Like that. But like, in a sense, it was yeah, like, it was also, she I don't know. This was shocking. To like really not know. He really didn't know. He thought he was doing the right thing. Like he thought he was, he just thought he was helping his girlfriend's friend. Mm -hmm. 
So this is a shocking revelation to Alan. He did not know this. (laughs) And it turns out where they parked in the mall parking lot, they parked right in front of surveillance footage. (laughs) So these fucking idiots parked in the parking lot really far away. And they see his car park, the truck Mm parked next to their van. And he actually follows them into the mall, but does nothing. They decide that this isn't a good location to do this. He keeps saying that he was framed. But again, they saw them on the surveillance footage. They saw him, his truck, his license plate, her car, her license plate. It's you. Yeah. So then they start looking into their phones and their text messages. Because back then, you could look at all the text messages. And a text from Alan to Kathy says, get rid of the evidence. Oh. <gasps> So, duh. That incriminates him immediately. Mm -hmm. So, Kathy finally fesses up everything. She says, Alan did meet them at the mall, but they decided to do it somewhere else because it was there were too many people there. So, they drive home from the mall and Kathy pretends to get lost. And she turns down a street that's very dark and it's a dead end road. Alan jumps in the van, starts to stab Jim. Kathy sits in the driver's seat and watches it all happen. Oh, my God. Which the only fact I had about the crime scene was someone who was in the driver's seat. So it was Kathy. <laughs> it was her. So during the attack, the knife breaks. So Alan takes the drawstring from his hoodie and strangles him with the drawstring, which is why there was so much blood. Oh, my God. After Alan attacks a- attacked him, she then drives to the fast food restaurant in San Bernardino, pretends she went to the bathroom, came out and found him. And he, Alan drives home. And they went on thinking that that would be enough to just hide <laughs> all their little trails. But nope. no. So Kathy negotiates a deal and only gets 15 years with the possibility of parole. It comes out that everything she had told Alan about the rape, about spousal abuse, were all lies. Mm -hmm. And Alan simply thought that he was going to just revenge this woman that was being abused. Um, Kathy wanted the life insurance money. And I wrote, insert blue push button. (laughs) The life insurance. Slow-mo meme. It's seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, These greedy bitches. I know. Alan gets charged with murder and conspiracy to murder with life in prison and no parole. No parole for you, bitch. No. Which, like, a thousand percent he deserves that because he murdered someone. But I feel like Kathy's brain is way, like... Yeah. Like, she's, she's manipulative. fucked up in the brain. Like, she deserved way more time. Yes, she didn't physically do anything. But she, like, she, set it up. Yeah. But she... She had the cojones to, like, yeah, get like, this moving. 15 years, like, she'll still have that brain and, like, out of Yes. Like, you can't rehabilitate that. No. Exactly. Mm -mm. So fucked up. So. But, yeah. So, I don't know if you guys saw that coming. I I mean, I did, but I didn't. Like, I kind of thought when she showed up at his hospital. Yeah. At the hotel, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was in the hospital. It's like, then go see her together. We've seen this before. Go get her some balloons and a stuffed animal. Yeah. (laughs) No, for sure. Be a friend. Okay. I'm ready to listen. Ready. Okay. So, this is about Denise and Michael Williams. Okay. um, And a third party. Ooh. Yeah, these, this one is a, is a juicy story, but it's like, oh, God, what's happening? Okay. Okay. All right. So I have a story that involves America's Wang. Florida! <gasps> Florida! Yes. The sunshine state of weird-ass shit. But this story isn't one of those, like, man kills wife after she burns his favorite pizza rolls types of stories. But it's got some real fucked up twists. So I'm going to tell you about Denise and Mac Williams. Okay. They're high school sweethearts. They married. They have a daughter together. Everything's as it seems. They have a good life in Tallahassee, Florida. Well, on October 13th, 1997. Aw, I turned 11 that day. (laughs) Aw. Aw. So Mike and Denise, they went with Mike's best friend, Brian Winchester, and Brian's wife, Kathy, to a Sister Hazel concert. Do you remember their, like, All For You song? Mm-mm. Oh. Well, <laughs> they went to their show. Okay. They had they had been going on double dates for a while, but that concert was the night the dynamic shifted. Ooh. Mike and Kathy, so Brian's wife, okay. they left to go pick up the car. And with the coast clear <gasps> and those Sister Hazel vibes still going. All for you. <laughs> 
still playing in their head. Denise and Brian start making out. And they begin a three-year-long affair. Hot. <laughs> Watch these people are so Sister hideous. Hazel, right? <laughs> I know. It's like, what it's are you doing? It's always like the weirdest, like, perms. It's the weird thing. <laughs> it's true. They both have perms. Both of them do. <laughs> it's equally bad. Okay. Anyway. So, Denise comes from a religious background. Ooh. She didn't want to divorce Mike because she probably doesn't believe in it, much like your story. It's not real. It's not real. And she didn't want to have to share custody of their daughter. So she was like, I'll just have my cake and eat it too. And they just kept the affair going. So she like stayed married to Mike, still raised their kid, mm. still slept with homie on the side. Yikes. Like nobody really knew. Although I was reading an article that um, it was it was Brian, his wife, Kathy and Denise. Like, like they all had a threesome without Mike one night. And that kind of like tipped the scale too. Yeah. So I was like, that's kind of bananas, right? Oh, shit. So they were completely hooked on the chemistry that they had together. And the whole situation just kind of snowballed out of control. They were trying to figure out how they can be together. And one night, Denise and Brian start fucking plotting how they can get rid of Mike. And they want to make it look like an accident. Wait, what about his wife? He's just like... I don't care about divorce. It doesn't bother me. Like, I'll divorce my wife. But since you don't believe in divorce, we'll just straight up fucking murder. Got it. Got it. So So not double murder. (laughs) No. Kathy's cool. Okay. She's off on the side with her bad haircut giving somebody customer service problems. Oh. She's doing something else. Got it. Okay. (laughs) Wait. Run through the names again. Kathy's on the side. She's not involved. Although she was involved in a threesome. And she's married to Brian. She's married to Brian. And they are friends of this couple. And it's Denise and Mike. Okay, so Mike's not involved at all. He's the one that's like... Mike's just kind of like hanging out at the Hazel Hazel concert, (laughs) getting his wife some drinks, thinking he's going to get laid that night. (laughs) Just bopping around. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he's the type of guy to like give shoulder punches, you know? Hey, (laughs) buddy. So Mike's just fucking living his life. Yeah, Mike and Kathy are like doing their own thing. Denise and Brian are pieces of shit. Got it, got it. Okay, okay. (laughs) So they start plotting how to get rid of Mike and they come up with a boating accident. Because Mike is, like, really outdoorsy and stuff, and it's just a whole other level of evil and crazy that they are plotting. So they're like, yeah, let's, like, hit him where he doesn't see it coming. I Wait, hold on. Is the story I just heard it on a podcast? No. Hold on. Because I don't really listen to other crime podcasts. It's okay. It doesn't matter. That's bananas. I can't believe yeah, you I just heard it. Yeah, I just. You're like, this is too weird. These parallels are too weird. I was like, I weird. do. I, they didn't talk about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't sing the song or anything. <laughs> Shit. It's going to happen. I know. You know? And yeah. this one was pretty popular because it, it happened so long ago. And then it was like solved recently. Is that what it was? Yeah, because uh, a lot of this happens in 2000, but like everything came to fruition in like 2017, 2018. Uh, I think that's why. Maybe that's why. Yeah, it's there's a correlation. Nice. Okay. So, Anyways. yeah. So they want to make it look like a boating accident. They're fucking evil and crazy. So Mike plans a duck hunting trip that he does on the regular basis at mm. Lake Seminole. I had to look up how to say that to make sure that I wasn't going to say it wrong. <laughs> I listened to like eight YouTube videos that, yeah. of like Lake Seminole. <laughs> so you did it. Now Success. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so he plans this trip with his BFF Brian, a good hearty guys trip in the great outdoors where the gators can eat you at any moment because they're in fucking Florida. <sighs> so it kind of works with the accident plan that Brian and Denise had been working on. So it's December 16, 2000. Okay, that's another weird parallel because the first date was October 13th, which is my birthday. Mm -hmm. And then like December 16th is like my actual husband's birthday. And I think at this time he was like turning like 19 years old. Oh, weird. So it's like, that's weird that these like two big things happened. Like, I don't know. I fucking look at parallels all the time. (laughs) Cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) They go on this trip. Brian returns home. He ends up going to like a Christmas party or something. Uh, Mike did not go home. And so it was like kind of they were trying to figure out what was going on, what happened to Mike. Oh. And so since officers had combed the lake that they were 
uh, around and doing the duck hunting mm-hmm. at, they couldn't find the body. And in June 2001, which is like six months later, mm-hmm. they found Mike's waiter jacket or his waiters mm-hmm. and a jacket. And it later was ruled by a judge that he fell overboard in a boat collision that happened at a certain time of night where there was low visibility and wow. he was eaten by alligators. So, cause they just, they, there was nothing to find Yeah. since it was six months later and the death was ruling was official. Denise was clear to cash out that $1.75 million life insurance policy mm-hmm. that had been taken out months prior. Mm-hmm. It turns out that, there were three life insurance policies that were taken out on Mike mm-hmm. and like two of them were from her and like one of them was from Brian, his best friend. Um, Brian bought the life insurance policy, but it, mm-hmm. she was like a beneficiary to it. Mm-hmm. So it made it seem like I don't either way they were going to cash out and they they like waited and wait and waited and waited and waited to see like, is it going to be weird if we cash this out? I don't know. Are we going to get caught? I don't I don't know. Like they were very like, that's what I'm saying. It was like a new it was like a new form of evil and crazy like yeah. these people were they they just were plotting yeah so far along and trying to win this money that they thought was theirs yeah. just on the basis of this accidental yeah you know occurrence mm-hmm. it was crazy so in 2004 cheryl williams so it's mike williams mom uh-huh she pleads for the case of her son to be reopened because she just doesn't buy the whole, the dingo ate my baby. Yeah. Like, no alligator ate my son. Yeah. There's no accidental drowning. Mm-hmm. This is weird. So she just kept filing, filing, filing with oh the um, the Florida Police Department. And they complied, finally, and opened up a missing persons case. But then that turned into a cold case in 2006. And then they ended up closing it as a cold case. Mama Cheryl did whatever she could to keep his name in the papers, just in case he was still alive. Like, she was holding out hope wow. that he was just missing and he would be found. And she wanted to make sure that his name wasn't forgotten and that people were still thinking about him, even though, like, these years were starting to lapse. Yeah. So this happened in 2000. So 2000 – sorry, that's a lot of mouth noise. (laughs) In 2005, Brian divorced his wife, Kathy. Mm. And once that divorce was finalized, he married Denise, Mike Mm. Williams' uh, widow. Yeah. And they lived happily ever after. That's the end. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) So I feel that living day to day, wondering if the cops were going to figure it out and hunt them down, really put a damper on their weird ass relationship. Yeah, for real. I would be paranoid as fuck all the time. Absolutely. Like, not only is it like you're having an affair, but like you murdered somebody. They're just fucked up people. They're really fucked up people. So. They separated in 2012. Oh. Denise filed divorce for divorce in 2015. I don't know why they waited so long, but I guess mm. he was kind of weird during the separation. They probably like kept having sex during the whole time. Do they have kids? No. Uh, Denise and Mike have a daughter. Okay. But I didn't read anything about Brian and Kathy having any kids. Okay. And Denise and Brian never, never. made any babies. Okay. So um, she filed for divorce in 2015 due to Brian's alleged sex addiction. Addiction. So it probably wasn't all their, like, hot, heavy chemistry after all. <laughs> so they filed for divorce in 2015. A year later, in 2016, Brian held Denise hostage in her car at gunpoint. Oh, my God. So he created this scene, didn't want to let her go, was, like, a huge problem. So Denise filed a kidnapping report with the police after that happened. Oh, shit. So with her as Mike's widow and him as Mike's best friend and the two of them having all of this like weird turmoil, uh, that kind of put them under the microscope of the cops. And they're like, hmm, Mm -hmm. we're going to kind of take a look and see what's going on with you guys. Yeah. So in 2017, Brian was convicted and he was sentenced to 20 years in prison for the kidnapping of Denise. What? Yeah. So 20 years? Yeah. So I don't know if it's just because of like Florida law or oh, what it was like or what uh, because he had a because he had a, a firearm hmm. and it could have been like sentence on top of sentence. Yeah. Like, you never know how it was That's really true. like structured. But That's 20 years for kidnapping Denise. Whoa. So get this. Brian was sentenced. And then the next fucking day, the body of Mike Williams was found. What? He was buried 
Yeah, it was 17 years later, which is kind of bananas. Yeah. 17 years later, after he disappeared, he was found buried at around Carr Lake, which mm-hmm. is like kind of a popular hunting ground. Mm-hmm. And by the look of the remains and how they were found, it was ruled as a murder. So prosecutors knew that Brian and Denise had to be involved. Brian was offered immunity for the mur- for the murder charge if he agreed to talk about what really happened on that duck hunting trip. There's no tangible evidence, no physical evidence, nothing. It is that that Denise was even involved. Like there's there's no paperwork, there's no text messages, there's no email, there's nothing to say that Denise was involved. Brian is just going on the stands and is just going off his word. Everyone's just going off his word of of what happened that night. He talks about what happens to investigators. They believe him. So on May 8th of 2018, Denise Williams was arrested as she was leaving work to celebrate her daughter's 19th birthday. And she was charged with first degree murder. And then she was later charged with insurance fraud because of the the claim that she submitted for the life insurance. So what happened was Brian spoke in court about the day that he killed his best friend. Brian said he had enticed Mike to put on his waders and get into Lake Seminole. (laughs) Okay. No. You can't even swim in that lake. Like, I looked it up. Like, people were like, can you swim in Lake Seminole? It's all, no, alligators live in and nearby the surrounding lake. You cannot swim in this lake. Why the fuck would you get out of your safe-ass boat and put on your waders and get in the water? You wouldn't. No. You wouldn't. (laughs) You wouldn't. wouldn't. So he put on his waders anyway. And while he was doing that, Brian just pushed him the fuck out of the boat. He thought that brought, that Mike wouldn't be able to resurface. He thought like, oh, he's top heavy. He's got these like waders on. And yeah, there's like. Which waders like, are waders just pants? Yeah, but they're like rubber pants. So what? They're like rubber pants. I think with boots on that like are like giant overalls, but they're made to but keep why like. why would you go down? Well, I think he thought that he was going to like. Sink? Yeah, because. That's so the, heavy. The water's over where the lake where they're fishing or like duck hunting uh-huh. when you look at them there's a it's not really algae but there's a lot of undergrowth underneath yeah you can get tangled in that pretty easily oh. and not resurface and i think he was hoping that like once i push my friend off this boat he's gonna go head first down and Drop. maybe get too heavy okay. and get tied up and can't get uh, back up i don't yeah. know man obviously okay. didn't think it think of this think it through yeah. <laughs> So, okay. obviously, poor guy didn't even see it didn't, why I'm no. wearing waders. Yeah, Mike got his waders off of him. He took them off oh. and he got free. And because I guess his waders were stuck in the water. <gasps> and Mike got free and oh he swam God. over to like a tree stump and was like holding onto this tree stump trying to get out. And so Brian panicked. Yeah. Loaded up a shotgun, uh, circled the boat, shit, <laughs> circled the boat around Mike mm. and shot into the water and shot Mike in the head. Since Mike and his death could no longer be an accidental boating accident, yeah. oh God, Brian just put Mike's body into the back of his truck. He put him into a fucking dog kennel that he had in the back of his truck. Uh. He went to Walmart. And bought a shovel. Oh, my God. And then drove to the hunting spot in Tallahassee at Lake Carr mm-hmm. and buried him. Like, the dude was basically running off of, like, panicked adrenaline at this point. Yeah. And he was, like, he's, like, I saw blood coming, like, out of my tailpipe or, like, out of the back of my yeah. truck. And he's, like, I got really nervous. And I was just, like, I, I needed- read Or I heard in this story he went home and his driveway was down. Yes. And his driveway had the blood on the driveway. Mm-hmm. Oh, my god! So he had to clean that, too. Oh. Uh, so... After he was done burying the body of his best friend, he went to a Christmas party. And then after that, and then that Christmas party was like, hey, you're home. Cool. Where's Mike? And nobody knew where Mike was. And he's like, oh, I could have sworn he was like right behind me. Nobody knew what happened. So that Christmas party ended up turning into a search party for Mike that his ass participated in. Oh, my God. So he's like walking around with all these people combing this lake, pretending like he doesn't know what happened. He's like, maybe Mike's body could be anywhere. I don't know. It. It, like, makes me so mad. So Denise listens to Brian's testimony Mm -hmm. while they're, you know, doing their thing. And she just is emotionless, like, doesn't give half a shit. So it just made it seem 
even more clear to the jury that this cold hearted bitch was involved, mm. even though there's no tangible evidence. Like the fact that she just doesn't give a shit. It speaks volumes. Yeah. So Denise never entered a guilty plea. She never confessed. She never did anything. There's literally no proof other than what Brian was saying. Oh. The jurors believe Brian. Mm. They put the puzzle pieces together. And for eight hours, they just come back with the guilty verdict of all three charges, including a conspiracy to commit murder, first degree murder, and an accessory after the fact. She received a mandatory life sentence for the murder, as well as an additional 30 years for the conspiracy charge and no parole for you either. Wow. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah. It's weird that they just went off the word of somebody, but he was so emotional on the stands when he like Brian. Yeah. When he was telling the story about what happened, Uh he was crying. He was sobbing. He like had they had to like. Uh, do a recess in the middle of court because he was so emotional talking about the story. Like, Denise didn't do anything. She sat there and listened. Yikes. So she got life in prison. Brian Winchester, on the other hand, received full immunity for testifying against Denise Williams and will be released after serving his 20-year sentence for kidnapping. That's right, folks. Even though he shot his friend in the head and he buried his body, He will not serve a life sentence due to his plea deal. It's just enough to make you question, is this real fucking life? Like, what is happening? But they got closure. They found the body. Like, yes. Like, you have to weigh your options. I know. And that was the hard part is, like, they were willing to kind of give one to take another. Yeah. So at the sentencing, uh, Mike Williams's mama, Cheryl, addressed the court saying, I don't like having to ask a judge to put her in jail for the rest of her life. But what she did to Mike, she deserves. And today, I think God gave us justice. Hmm. It's sad. I mean, she, it broke her heart. I know. I read another article that it was just like, today we found out that Mike's, that Mike Williams's body was found. I'm so happy that it can give closure to the people who have been searching for them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I just, with a heavy heart, feel so bad for his mom because she, this whole time for the past 17, 18 years, was just holding out hope that he was still alive and that Mm -hmm. he would be found that way. Mm -hmm. But at least there's some closure to the story. All right. So So thanks for tuning in to another episode. And I feel like... We're going to stop hounding you to go on iTunes. Do it if you feel like it. Go and rate and review us. We'll hound you maybe like every other episode. Exactly. We'll stop. Uh, (laughs) Go and follow us on Instagram. We now have a Facebook group. So go ahead and add us on there. And It's No Thank You Next. Podcast. Podcast at Facebook. Okay. I don't know if it's at Facebook. I think you just put it. I think you could just, just search it. Yeah. Um, We're new on that too. (laughs) Um, What else? But yeah, like us and uh, follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Send us your stories. Or questions. Comments. Never. Send them to Rachel. Yeah, just send them to me. All right. And we'll see you next week for another horrible story. Bye. Bye. What a sweet girl. Dead in the eyes. Oh, my God. Dead in the eyes. Oh, my God. It's brave. That's a bravery that I never knew of. No. (laughs) I really... Nope. Wasn't prepared for that. That's never been spanked. (laughs) That's the freedom she has. The white privilege. Right. Never never been been spanked. Get out your mouth noises out of the way. I hate it so much, and I just don't know there's ever enough water in the world. It's, so I just think just that it's a pet it. peeve that you never knew that you had. I didn't, and now when I listen to other podcasts, it really does bother me. Oh, no. I was listening to podcast, and it was this like really heavy set man. He's like, so, um, okay, so in this episode, no, it's like oh, I'm done. I didn't even give it another chance. It was like two seconds in. I can't. He... <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Excuse me as I now bump our mics. No worries. We start with a man named Alan. We should do an ASMR episode. We should. Whisper the I'm whole thing. Fuck people up. We'll get really spooky but stories. Let's start getting really like eccentric when we get like a good listenership and they can't turn on us. Oh yeah. Yeah. You have to listen to this weird ass episode. You'll have to listen to us. Whisper. That'd be so fun. That would be actually really cool. I'd really enjoy this. It's actually calming myself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Do you think that's oh. like our equivalent of hippies? <clears throat> yes. Because I would never do that. Do you think I'll be a Republican one day? Because <laughs> I don't like camping. <laughs> you will never. Not even. I'm so scared. There's no chance. It's always keep me in check. <laughs> Megan, these aren't your morals. Inez, okay? Just leave it. Just leave shit the way it was. If it ain't broke. I mean, As it's kind of broke, but... As every fucking baby boomer says. <laughs> Why can't things just be the way they were? <sighs> um, I'm going to start that because I breathe so heavily. No worries. There it is. Yep. I always think these people are Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, Anything that sounds like that. Seeing you. Oh fuck you! Yeah. How is that not hooting the bluefish? You. Anyway, it wasn't. I it was just wrong. Please edit all of that terrible singing out. No. Uh, fuck. Theme song. <laughs> well, I mean, it's so catchy. Missing <laughs> <laughs> you. Basically, yes. His vibrato was just like that. <laughs> I can do it. It's all for you. Yep, that was it. <laughs> all right. She doesn't shed a cheer. Shed a cheer. She doesn't. She does shed, shed a cheer. A cheer. <laughs> she sheds all the cheers. <laughs> Wow. I know. It's like doing an in incognito tab so like nobody knows that I'm oh, looking yeah. up. Always go incognito. Always go incognito, you folks. You can't let that shit go on your ass. I don't need anybody asking me why I was looking up a flashlight. I don't have a dick. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Wait, that's so crazy. Okay. That yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs>